Hi, you're listening to Go See a Show, New York City's independent theater podcast. In Washington Heights, a teenage girl goes missing, and no one can seem to figure out why. Complicating things are deep family secrets, and the fact that it's the year 2020, and the U.S. has gone through some major changes. That's basically the setup, although it's much more than that, of course, of Christy Perfetti-Williams' The Werewolf of Washington Heights, currently playing at the Crane Theater, courtesy of Carnival Girls Productions. I sat down with Christy and the show's director, Charmaine Broad, after a recent performance. Take a listen. I do like to start with everyone's name on the mic, so I'm going to say hi to the returning guest first. This is only your second interview, but I'm realizing the fourth play of yours that has been featured on Go See a Show. Welcome back to... Um, I'm Christy Perfetti-Williams. The second guest ever on Go See a Show, finally back for episode 271 or 2, wherever this is. And we also have the director of the show... Charmaine Broad. And I'm going to make you both say the name of the show together. What is the name of the show? The Werewolf of Washington Heights. And we are currently at the Crane Theater. Um, so uh, it's always difficult when I have both the director and the playwright because uh, who's going who's gonna to give us the pitch? What is the show? When you describe the show, it, what is the show about? Uh, a girl's gone missing and a family's gone mad. And that's, that's sort of our tag, right? That's tag, yeah. Of course, it has a lot to do with love, with hate, with political items with life, basically. That was actually really uh, interesting to me was that the first thing that I noticed was like, oh, wait a minute, this is obviously Washington Heights, but not now, in a year or so. Uh, And so there is a little bit of a speculative fiction going on here, uh, a very realistic speculative fiction, which is terrifying uh, and helps with that name. So um, there's a great um, quote that you included in the program and uh, I have a feeling maybe that helped to inspire you, but uh, Christy, where did the piece come from for you besides the absolutely horrible uh, state of affairs in the United States at the moment? <laughs> I love that you get this. This is gonna make this interview so much easier because he's already with us, which helps. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of in your piece. I mean, right, don't okay. give me too much right. credit here. Um, believe it or not, this actually, I wrote a novella probably about 15 years ago called The Werewolf of Washington Heights, and it was for a, a middle grade reader um, and I didn't really do anything with it, but then I thought years later that I wanted to put something on the stage, basically about what happens to a family when tragedy strikes, when something, when something like this happens. And it was sort of about um, how sort of secrets uh, come out and how a family comes together or breaks apart. And then I thought, what happens to a family when tragedy strikes in this climate, or more so, a couple years from now, which I'm assuming the climate might be even more intense than it is now. Um, let us hope not. Well, let us certainly hope not. But yes, that's that was the, that was the uh, the inspiration was um, just a family just trying to stay afloat, and uh, something really bad happens, and uh, how the the world responds, how they respond to the world, right? And how people survive, and how they live together, and how they. They love each other, basically, and how easy it is to live and how how difficult it is to live at all times. I mean, in the future and presently. And I feel like, in many ways, like a lot of of things are are present on stage. There's a lot of different viewpoints. There's a lot of different um, approaches to how to be in the world as a woman living in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
the media is very key in this, which I thought was very interesting. Was that part of your initial um, script, or was that something that you put onto this particular version because it is so timely it, and so exactly, to the moment? You're exactly correct. This was this was not in the novella. The the media that part of it, the piece of it. This was something that um, is new to the stage version of, of the play, um, but ended up becoming a huge a huge part of the yeah. story. Um, well, it really yeah. frames it for us. Yeah, it totally frames it. It's right down the middle. So you have this part, you have one side, and then you have the other side, and they're right down the middle. They're there constantly on stage, too, trying to get their, their, their look at it. Well, and it, there, and there's peace. Yeah, they have to do that. There's a tension there yeah. between the truth and entertainment, right. between um, doing my job and doing what's right, right for the world. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think in the beginning, I was hoping that the audience felt like there's them and then there's me in terms of the, the media. And then by the middle of the show, I was hoping that we were sort of with them trying to figure out what the heck was going on right. as well. Um, you get the feeling that they actually do care about it. But then Julia Bamba says, oh, no, I need this. And what does she need? She needs to have a job. She needs to break the, the glass ceiling that's concrete. So it, it's, but I think it's also need for her mm -hmm. too. All those things are very much, uh, I think, when when we as uh, citizens stop and really like examine where we are in the world and our places in the world, there is no such thing as black and white. Like there are all right. these different things that we yeah. are all constantly wrapped yeah. up into things. Right. Um, and so that was, I mean, it was nice that that kind of came out in those characters. Right. Really. So speaking of, uh, you, you mentioned this earlier, like they're on stage um, and so is, just about everyone else at almost all times. Can you talk a little bit about like what that was like for you directing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm actually a director, so. Oh, okay. I do this as my community uh, service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was it, it, not easy. And you know, it'd be easier on a Broadway stage where you have a lot of room, where you have lights, where you have everything else. But on a small stage like this in a black box, it's difficult because you, 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 want, to, you want to separate and it's part of the Greek chorus, and but they're part of it, and they're not part of it, and are they on stage or are they on? Oi! It what was, do we say? We say Wolf is a beast. Yeah. This show is a beast, oh, and a we beast. knew it. And, and definitely, it is a beast. Yeah. There's so many different segments of it, so many different little scenes within a scene. Interesting. And as we were doing it, you don't until it really got on its feet. It's like, oh my gosh, we can't do it all like that. We have to move this over here because there's so many moving pieces to it. And there's so many references one to another. So you just have to make it clear to the audience or else you're gonna be like, what's, what's going on here? I have no idea. And so. this seems, I mean, the last Carnival, Carnival Girls show that I saw, I think, was Look for the Woman. Mm. Wow. And yeah. so it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But is this, are, are all the people on stage, are, are they company members? Is that primarily how you work or is uh, we do initially but um, there's a number of people here that are not carnival members that may very well become carnival members but we auditioned for people we didn't have everyone there I, so. I, I think when, yeah. I, when I write I definitely write with company members in yes. mind and I do ask that when we cast the show whomever is directing that we you know, the priority the is company members. Yeah. Um, but, and I, I would and be- And you remember too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't write with certain people in mind, I do. I, I, I derive a lot of inspiration from the, the woman in the company. Yeah. And, um, 
And to be honest with you, the script itself, when I first wrote the script, there were men in the, the there, were, there were male characters I'm in the script. I'm glad you're bringing this up. Keep okay, going. I'm keep going. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, there was, it was actually eight characters, three of them were men. And then um, I actually was talking to my husband one night after I wrote it, and I said, well, um, we're going to have to find some three really awesome male actors because I've got some, got three really juicy parts for, for some, for some men. And I thought, damn, it's too bad that they can't be female characters because I got some really amazing female actresses that and we could use. And then you thought, wait a minute, wait a second, I'm minute. the writer. <laughs> I, I can change this. And uh, and so I literally just, um, literally just changed the names in the script um, and changed a few pronouns. And that was it. I and mean, their outfits, of course. But, <laughs> <well>. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was. Um, this is in, uh, gender is not a binary, right? It's cool. Right. Yeah, we're good. No, seriously, <laughs> actually, like, who were the characters? May I ask? Yeah, you, absolutely. Um, so the the um, character of Violet was originally supposed to be a male character, mm-hmm. um, and then the actually uh, the character of Maggie was supposed to they were going to be twin boys, mm-hmm. uh, with one boy going missing, and. Um, and then the other one was the cameraman, um, was mm-hmm. uh, was my Amira, yeah. and was gonna be was gonna be a dude. Okay. And then all of a sudden, I thought, well, I don't. These characters could all be women. There's no reason why they can't be women. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the? And I'd love to get your perspectives, both of you, on this. Um, about the political work that gets done by casting. Because I think it's very positive work, and I, I'm. But I'm. I'm hope. It sounds like you are cognizant of this. So just talk to me a little bit more about like what happens when you put. A cast of how many? Ten? Eleven, Not including the dancers. Oh, with the dancers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Eleven. Yeah. Yeah. A, a cast yeah. of eleven, and it's all uh, female-identifying female actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, what, yeah. what happens there? How he says that? How cool is that? I, I know female-identifying female uh, actors. How I'm sorry. How how? What what does that do? I mean, it's, it, I feel it's, like you know you you would think. I mean, women have this. Either you're really close to each other, or sometimes people think you can fight. This turned out to be so good. It's like a love fest, actually. It's really good. And everyone is from different parts of life. Everyone's from different walks of life, which is really great. I think it's also our company, though, too. Yeah. I think our company, I mean, I've, I've said from day one, I remember the first Carnival Girl, Girls show we did yeah. called Carnival Girls. It was back in 2004. Right. And off the bat, I said, no bullshit, no caddy bullshit. Yeah. And that was sort of the beginning. Yeah. And that's never been an issue. No. Any problems we had had nothing to do with it was just because no yeah it's just the way it goes yeah. when you're working in tight yeah. quarters with a company yeah because you know women are people so it's interesting i want to push you though further on this i this question because like i feel like and i i'm you know this uh this this dude with the microphone coming in and i, I don't think it's right of me to put my you know ideas into this and I, so i want to hear it from y'all like i think it's really important to have a cast full of women why is it really important? I want to. I want to hear. I want. Well, I want your perspective. Number one, on how how many times do you ever see a cast full of women? Ever, ever. Look at it on the Emmys. It was Reese Witherspoon, and um, uh, Nicole Kidman. They put together the production crew so they could have that the Big Little Lies, which was absolutely great. But no roles are being written for women, and women are strong and powerful, and they have a voice. So I think it's really important. It's great that. It's an all-woman cast, and we can say what men say, and we can even say it much differently. We can say it better in some ways. I mean, everything doesn't have to be male-dominated, which is great, basically. Um, yeah, I think, I think, 
I think it comes down to one of the lines that Imogene says is that we all, all of us as humans, just want to be heard. Our stories want to be told. And I think that goes across the board for every person on the planet. We just want to know that we've been heard and our voices have been heard. And, um, and I think for women, uh, we haven't been. And, um, and so this play was hopefully a small, yeah. a small little piece of, I think, what's missing in, in, the, in the puzzle. It's difficult for women to be heard when there's no uh, vehicle for it. Well, that's that's a bigger and issue. That's a thing. Because there's plenty of there's plenty of female writers yeah. and actors and designers. We need female producers. Yeah. And that's and that's where we're at, we're we're at right now. We need right. we need we need women who, or or men who support the women, um, our work, uh, to produce. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I'm not a fan of producing. This is not what I want to be doing. I want to be you know. I want my work to be out there, but. I do this because um, it's important to me, and, and I think these scripts are important. I think these characters are important, and these stories are important. So I'll produce. I'll produce until, until somebody else says, "All right, Christy, I got a bit more money. Got a little bigger space. We can, we can, yeah. we can take over." See, that's why I pushed you on it because I knew you'd both give brilliant answers. Oh, jeez. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, seriously, I, I did think that was a that was something that very much was uh, obvious in the. Uh, in the presentation that I was like, ah, we need to talk about this. Um, and can also- Can I, I say one other thing? Oh, please, too? absolutely. It's, it was fun. It was really fun with all women. It's just fun that, you know, everyone had a really good relationship with, and we all don't know each other that well, but at the end we certainly do. So it was really fun. You know, I always say this yeah. before we go into casting, and I'm, and, you know, I'm, I'm involved in yeah, casting definitely. to a certain extent. Yeah. Um, I all, and this sounds probably totally kooky, but I say a little prayer before casting, Please bring me the people that we need, and I truly believe that there's some the, the universe provides, and we're almost always provided with with awesome actors yeah. to accompany our company. Yeah, like, that's true. Yeah. There's a big difference between an actor who uh, is going to nail the role and an actor who's going to nail the role and is right in the cast. Absolutely, right. we say we've said that before. Yeah. We've auditioned we've auditioned women and you know men, men. who were fantastic. We knew they. They weren't, you we weren't know. right. You and the, one of the biggest things we always say yeah. too is you've got to be uh, awesome, talented, and kind. We, yeah. we don't, we, life's too short to, and we're not making any much it's, money yeah, doing exactly. this. We're an independent this theater. Is, yeah. we're, we're like just that. doing it for the passion. We got to be around kind people. Yeah. We want to be around kind people. You have to be around like-minded people that are going to share the same dream with you and have, and enjoy it and have a good time yeah. as well as get a point across. Yeah. So you really have to have that. Yeah. And people who are going to give their time and their energy and their love, basically. Yeah. This is a labor of love. It's certainly not for, you know, we're not millionaires. Not yet. Not, not, yet. not <laughs> yet. yet. Not yet. We're not millionaires as yet. Uh, exactly. But the next step uh, in the uh, path toward uh, millionaire um, status for Carnival Girls is, can I, is there a sneak peek? Is there anything you can offer me about what's next? Or have you all been thinking about it yet? I've always Go wanted ahead. us to do a film. I've always oh, yeah. wanted this to do a film, yeah. just to try something, try something, change it up a little bit. We've done, we've, 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 we've played around different things. things. Yeah. Um, and we've got several company members who know about film. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's, done, one, yeah. that's one of our goals too as a company, is to sort of work muscles that we haven't worked before as artists. So I really encourage everyone who wants to try directing to direct or write to write or act to act and try different disciplines and um, um, you know, different, you know, kinds of art and mm -hmm. um and so uh maybe we'll try film 
Well, I hope you'll come back to the stage too. Yeah, well, of course. Of course. Of course. And you can see the carnival. Carnival. Why can I not say the word carnival tonight? You can see the carnival girls on stage at the Crane Theater. Your show, The Werewolf of Washington Heights, runs through when? The 22nd. So it's this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then next week it starts on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday is the matinee at 2 o'clock, and every show is at 7 o'clock Brilliant. at the Green Theater. 85 East 4th Street? That's right. Uh, you can tell how often I get here for shows, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> love this place. Big shout out It's a there. cool Green space, theater. right? I mean, we to me the heart of the independent theater. I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Whenever we I you know, whenever we come back here, it feels yeah. like coming back home. It really yeah. does. We just uh, does. our hearts are here for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Tickets and more information can be found at Oh my goodness. Well my website, I think it's probably the one off the top of my head. Right. Which is just christyperfetti.com. Right. And yeah. Carnival Girls. Oh yeah. Yep. Carnival, our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is carnivalgirls.com. Just productions. Carnival Girls yep. Productions. Brilliant. Thank you. All the links will be in the show notes. Thank you both so much. You're awesome. Thank you. You are awesome. Thank you, Christy and Charmaine, for hanging out after the show to chat. You can catch The Werewolf of Washington Heights at the Crane Theater, 85 East 4th Street in Manhattan, through October 22nd, 2017. Head to ChristyPerfetti.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-E-P-E-R. F-E-T-T-I dot com and to the Carnival Girls page on Facebook. Just search Carnival Girls Productions. Both have a link to tickets and more information. And another reminder, when this podcast goes up, it's October of 2017 and the League of Independent Theater is about to hold two editions of an artist's guide to participating in your community board. If you've ever been curious to know just what a New York City community board is, what it does, and how you can get involved with the one in your community, Lit would love to give you an introduction. Join us. We'll be at the Bushwick Star on Tuesday, October 17th, and the National Black Theater on Monday, October 23rd, both at 7 p.m. Head to litny.org for more information, while you're there, you should sign up as a member of the League if you aren't yet already. Come join us in making the city a better place for indie theater artists like you. Thanks to you for listening into the podcast. If you dig it, please give it a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash go see a show. Follow at go see a show on Twitter and rate and or comment on the show's Apple Podcasts page. Until next time, go see a show finally got back to the podcast. This is great. I, I love this. This is great. Thank you. You're welcome. My first time, I'm very happy. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully it's not the last. I hope not. <laughs> great.